Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Are you scared? Yeah. <laughs> Are you scared? Yeah. Are we scared? Yeah. Are we going to live in faith? Are we going to live in fear? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith or fear, what's our response, man? Yeah, we got responsibilities. And because of the responsibilities, I need you to write something down really quickly, all right? Write this. It's a web address. You need to write this down, all right? And it's very, very important, all right? So, and it's very simple. It's T-C, T-C-A-Z. No, I'm not the village people up here. T-C, I feel like. All right, T-C-A-Z dot live, live with a V, not an F, live, T-C dot live. All right, write that down, T-C, I'm sorry, T-C-A-Z dot live, the church Arizona dot live, T-C-A-Z dot live. Why? All right, because you know there's things going on, we all know what's happening, uh, you know, it hasn't really, you know, made its way all, all heavy, heavy up here yet, all right, um, but it could be coming soon. The school is talking right now about shutting down this week. They said that they're considering it. They have a meeting this Tuesday, I believe, all right, that could have changed since the last time I checked, all right, but if the school um, it shuts down because of, you know, what's happening right now, uh, they've asked us to not hold services, all right, during that time, we will still hold services but we just won't have the gathering, all right? And so TCAZ is where, dot live is where we're gonna gather, all right? So I would challenge your community groups, your homes and your friends and whatever, all right, to gather in your homes, right, if this takes place. If you see, if you see the school shut down, we'll send out notification, all right? But if, out of our respect for the school, because they allow us this spot, all right, and because they, they do have classes here, they've asked that, you know, if they shut down, they, they want us to do the same thing because it would be, be counterintuitive if they're trying to, you know, well, what they're trying to do and we just don't pay attention or give a rip, all right? And so we need to pay attention to that, right? But it ain't, that's out of respect, and we'll do that out of respect, amen? But we'll also do it out of responsibility because if it starts getting crazy, it's the right thing to do, amen? Praise the Lord, but we ain't scared, right? We ain't scared, are we? Are you scared? I ain't scared, man. You know what I mean? I'm not scared, you know? Uh, when I get scared is when, you know, when my wife makes enchiladas and they, everybody ate them all. And they're not, I'm scared, man, because they're ain't, I need some more enchiladas, right? So anyways, so praise the Lord. Check this out, man. I want to challenge that. Faith or fear. What is our response? What should be the response of the church, all right, in the midst of this crisis that's taking, you know, that's taking place worldwide? What should be our response? Faith or fear. I want to challenge you. Check this out. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, all right? Father, this is your word. Lord God, we give you the praise. We give you the honor and we give you the glory, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, to stand in faith for your glory and help us to hear your word. Amen. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. God himself is speaking, all right? And here's what he said. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous don't be frightened. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. Do you believe that? Do you have faith? Or are you afraid? 
Come on now, check it out. Then he goes on in Romans, Paul the apostle writes this in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. He says, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present or things that are coming, all right, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation, all creation, because he is sovereign, the creator, almighty God is sovereign. Nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that? Yeah. Come on, you, you're fading on me, man. Do you believe that? Yeah. Woo-woo. All right, check it out. Then Jesus said this. Jesus himself said this. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. He who lived he who died, he who was buried, all right? He who rose again to save every one of us from our sin. You want to talk about a pandemic? There was the pandemic of sin, and you want to know who beat it down? Jesus Christ beat down, boom, boom, sin, boom. Kicked it. He beat it down, amen? Praise the Lord. He says, you believe in God, believe also in me. And then he goes on, and he says in John 14, 27, the peace, say peace. peace. Not panic. Peace. Peace I leave with you. It'd be different if it said panic I leave with you. All right? Peace I leave with you. My peace, Jesus says. My peace I give to you. And he's on his way to the cross. He wrote this the night before that he was arrested. That night he was arrested. He wrote this right before that. The next day he was killed on a cross. He knew it was coming and he still said, I'm, 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 not, I'm not panicking. I'm chilling. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. In John 16, he said this. I've said these things to you. I've said these things to all of you, man. That in me you, you may have peace. In the world you're going to have craziness. In the world, you're going to have insanity. In the world, you're going to have trouble. In the world, you're going to have panic. In the world, you're going to have irrationality. In the world, you're going to have a lot of fear. But take heart. Center yourself. Center your heart right there. In Christ, I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. Woo, praise the Lord. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? All right, man. If we have to go live, if we have to go online, all right, and you guys are watching me preach, and I'm going to ask, do you believe that? I'm not, you're going to have to shout out at your house so I can pretend that I'm hearing you. Yeah. Then I'm going to say, okay, no, you people on this side. All right. How about you? All right, you're in the back. Anyways, just roll with it if that's what takes place, all right? All right, right on, man. Do you believe all those things that God just said right there? All right, here we go. This is where it gets crazy. Are your actions right now proving what you believe? Are the way that you're behaving through this, are the way that you're moving through culture right now, are they proving what you just said you believe, man? Faith or fear, right? Faith or fear, what's it going to be? Right? You know what I mean? What should be the church's response to what's going on in the world right now? 
faith or fear, man, because both, all right, have and create their own, they create their own fruit. Both <laughs> create their own fruit. I don't know about you, man, but I have become so, has anybody tripped out on how many times you actually touch your face in a day now? I just, like, I'm tripping on that. All right, I never tripped on that before until they said, don't touch your face. I'm like, uh. All right, I'm in, the, I'm in Safeway yesterday. I'm talking to this dude. We're talking, boom, boom, boom. And I'm, I'm, I'm itching right here. All right, and the dude is like, dude, are you sick? What's the matter with you? I'm like, bro, my nose hairs are a little long right now, and they're having a party with my mustache, and it's itching. All right, sorry. Okay. I got to do some trimming, brother. It's okay. But I just saw the fear, man. It was like, faith or fear, where are you going to go, man? Because each bear their own fruit. Faith creates hope. Faith creates care. And the church has been built to bring hope. Amen. Amen. The church is built to bring hope. The church, man, we understand that we were created to care, amen. We're created to care. We're created, to, we're built to bring hope and we're created to care. Well, fear, fear creates panic. Fear creates irrationality. Fear's a problem. I get a call from my son the other day, man. He doesn't watch the news, my youngest, all right? He doesn't watch the news much, probably should. He was at the store, he calls me dad. He goes, man, why are people fighting over toilet paper? Did I miss something? <laughs> he goes, is this the end of the world? What's happening? He said, people are literally getting a fist fight over toilet paper. I'm like, man, dude, okay, let me explain to you. He knew a little bit about the coronavirus and everything, but he didn't know the extent. I guess he doesn't, he's, he's doing this rather than, anyways, never mind. Uh, so <laughs> I said, yeah, man, I told him what's happening, right? Debbie and I, we went to the store to go shopping regular, you know, with a list of things that we need for our house because it's time to go shopping, all right? And we show up at the store, man, and we're like tripping. I saw some of the news. And I saw some of the, the photos, but I didn't think it was this serious, man. There's just stuff just gone. I just wanted some rice and beans, <laughs> and they're gone, man, right? I was like, are you kidding me? And it was just nuts. And we got up to the checker, man, and, and people, there's there just lines, man, just lines, of people in line for food. And their baskets are filled. I'm like, man, well, you know, this is crazy because it's not that bad. And I'll share with you in a minute why, well, you, know, you know, where we're at. And I saw a person, man, they tried to rip off a completely filled, overflowing basket filled with food. Right? And they tried to just, you know, just rip this off. And, and I was thinking, man, I wish we could have got to them and just seen how we could help so they didn't have to think, about, like, think like that because there's actually a weird group of people over here that meet, you know, together and they would like to help if they can to keep you from doing what you think you need to do, right? I called my dad, man. I called my dad, man, because he's got diabetes, man. I was concerned about my dad. He's over in California. He's not really anywhere near some of the hot spots, but he's, he's not that far. And I say, what's going on, youngster? I ask him, hey, man, how are you doing? You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, I'm doing all right, man. So he tried to rip us off. I said, really? I said, we tried to rip you off. What happened, man? He goes, man, they, we're in the store. They tried to take our toilet paper out of our shopping cart. I said, what? <laughs> yeah. 
I said, man, you know what I mean? And you know this, this is happening across the nation. There's this, there's this panic shopping, shopping taking place everywhere. There's photos and, and videos and, uh, of the media, you know what I mean, of just uh, covering all these different, you know, just people, just, just empty shelves everywhere, man, and, and long lines and people out there just trying to rush and trying to, to get these goods. And I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I think we would, we, we would create a little bit more of a manageable, manageable society during these times if we would just ask two major questions. I think there are just, right now, when it comes to supply, when it comes to, to, to you know, supplies that you may need for your household and stuff that you may need you know, just in case things get crazy, I think there are just two important questions that we need to pursue. And they're just, uh, they're just practical and intelligent. They're not even spiritual yet. We haven't even got there yet. But you know what? What are some of the practical things? One practical question that you might want to ask and pursue is, are there really nationwide shortages of basic supplies? It's a good question, right? Are there really nationwide shortages of basic supplies? Toilet paper, food, household supplies. Are there really nationwide shortages? That's a good question. Another question I think we should ask is what do we really need to survive if the, if the COVID-19 uh, you know, pandemic gets significantly worse? What do we really need in our household and how much of it do we really need? These are great questions. These are important questions. I started pursuing these questions and it only took me a little bit to pursue and find the right voices who are gonna give the, the, basically the more accurate answers. And so I went and I, I found the, the Institute for Supply Management. The Institute for Supply Management is probably the biggest supply management uh, association in the States. I think it is, actually. It's definitely the oldest. All right? And they keep, they keep their eye on supply and demand. All right? And the CEO, his name, is, his name is Thomas Derry. You can look this up. All right? You can fact check me on this. He says, he's basically saying that while shipments from China and other overseas places, you know, are, 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 are disrupted, different, other markets are disrupted or overseas, Domestic supply chains, this is just information, just, and this is reliable, all right? Again, fact check me on this. Thomas Derry, CEO of the Institute of Supply Management, for Supply Management. Well, domestic supply chains, he says, which provide most of our food and paper goods. <laughs> he, says, he says, they're in much better shape. Here's a, here's a quote. Direct quote from this guy. He says, most of, our, most, of the production, most of the production is happening in the United States or nearby. There could be some impact trying to get products to the store shelves, a little delay in, in getting things canned up and shipped by truck, for instance, but probably not to the extent that people seem to be concerned about. Right? It's not that crazy. We're making it worse by just clearing the shelf and putting it in our, you know, just clearing it all up, throwing it in our car, clearing it up, coming back, doing it again. We're the ones creating the shortages, man. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? And so are there, are there any, any nationwide shortages? No, there is no nationwide shortage. So there's a, there's a good answer to that first very good question. The second question is, is basically, okay, well, what do we do? What do we really need to survive if the COVID-19 pandemic gets significantly worse, especially here in the States and even in our area? 
Again, all you got to do is just do a little research. Go to those reliable places, all right? The government has a lot of really good websites, you know. Yeah, you know, there's the CDC, you know, Center for Disease Control, uh, World uh, Health Organization, great websites, ArizonaHealth.gov. You're going to find some great stuff there. All right, but the U.S. government basically recommends for families to have on hand in order to ride out the pandemic, just a small stockpile. They, they're literally saying a two-week supply of food, of water, of medication, all right, and toiletries. Two-week supply. I don't know how much you go to the bathroom in two weeks. I'll give you a little bit on that one. All right, but, but, but what does a two-week supply look like? And then, and then here, look at this. We'll practice common sense with this. Let's go get a two-week supply. And before we do that, let's take a look at what's already on our shelves because there's some stuff in there. That's the first thing I did, and they said, hey, it was all this craziness. I opened up our pantry, and I'm like, wow, we got all this rice aroni. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'll be all right. <laughs> you know, I found some canned goods. We're, just, we're, we're doing all right. We had toilet paper because we try to stay stocked up anyways. But then I look, okay, well, if we have a two-week supply... One week goes by, that means I only have to go to the store and get another week's supply. Right? Because there's a lot of people out there that need some of the stuff that we have stuffed away in our closets and our garages and wherever. I think it's important that we pay attention to that. Take an inventory of what we already got. Kind of rolling together on this thing. Here's what I think the big problem is right now. The problem is we're letting the panic that is following this virus create its own virus. We're creating a virus of panic and fear, or we're allowing it as a nation. I'm not saying you are, we the church. I'm just saying as a nation, this is what we're allowing. This is what we're doing. We're creating our own panic and creating our own virus. I was listening to another doctor. She's a director of Stanford Healthcare Initiative, and she's, usually, she's actually the former disease detective for the Center for Disease and Control, the CDC. Her name is Dr. Asima Yasmin. And she says this. She says, due to the current, concur concurrent spread of rumors and misinformation, pay attention to where you're getting your information from, all right? Due to the current spread of rumors all right, and misinformation. She said the disease, the COVID-19, COVID-19, is not the only thing that's spreading right now. You also get rumors of health hoaxes and emotional contagion as well. And you're like, what's an emotional contagion? That's, that's, that's when somebody starts to get scared. They start to get anxious and they start to get panicky. And then somebody next to them sees the anxiousness, the anxiety and panicky, and then they get anxious and panicky. And then somebody sees them all scared and they say, well, if you're scared, I should probably be scared. And you ever, you ever, you know, see that, 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 those, these videos where these guys mess with people, they'll come running out of the woods, ah, and they're running, right? And the people don't see anything, but they start taking off too. They say, you know, everybody's running and they're just over there laughing, ah, 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 you know what I mean? You know, all right, sometimes it's valid, I get it, but check the source, it's because somebody else is panicky, all right? Panicky is not, is, is not good. Panic is, is not good, all right? You know, you, you know is, there, is there a sense of responsibility there? Absolutely. Well, the problem is when this happens, right, is she says this. She says this can be really dangerous because that can help the virus itself get a handle, 
People will stop acting rationally and act, move, behave from a place of fear. And we're seeing it all over. We're seeing it all over. And we take a look at this, man, and I shared a little bit of this, this next quote um, on the, uh, the COVID, or not COVID-19 public service announcement the other day. But, but when we think about this, what are, we, what are we showing the next generation? What are we handing them off in times like this? You know, one of my greatest fears of how this virus is attacking the elderly is that is every time an elderly person passes away or goes to be with the Lord, we miss out on all that wisdom. We're missing out on more and more wisdom. I need that wisdom. All right? My thought, though, is that when we create this pandemic of fear and panic and irrationality, what are we showing our children? What are we showing our kids? Here's how, lack of faith. Here's how we act when things get nuts. I love what this doctor here says. He's, he's a doctor, an infectious disease doctor, and I believe he's out of uh, Toronto, a university in Toronto. And, uh, and he says this, he says, what, message, what messages are we telling? I mean, he, he speaks all about the virus. He speaks all about this, this the, you know, the pathogen that's, that's just, you know, just getting all this traction, all right? And, but he says this, he says, what message are we telling our kids when faced with a threat? What are we telling our kids when we're faced with a threat? Instead of reason, all right, instead of showing our kids reason, instead of showing our children rationality, instead of showing our, children, our kids open-mindedness, instead of showing our kids altruism, do you guys know what that is? Some of you do. Altruism is that, is that lifestyle, right, that basically is self-sacrificing for the benefit of others. Self-sacrificing life for the benefit of others. You know who was the epitome of altruism? Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord, our Savior, the best, the greatest, gave his life. All right, gave his life. <laughs> I look at the cross, I see my hair. I'm like, hey, man, what's the matter with you? Fix your hair. Anyways, <laughs> Jesus, I ruined it <laughs> for myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ gave his, gave his life. This thing's falling out. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Fix. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. All right, better. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Check it out. <clears throat> we're, we're missing out because, well, you know, when we, who, altruism is a great thing to show our children, self-sacrifice. But instead, what, you know, what, what our nation is showing our kids right now, we're, we're telling them the, to panic. We're telling them to be fearful. We're telling them to be suspicious. We're telling them to be reactionary and above all, self-interested. It's not good. This is not the lesson that you would purposely teach your children, amen? So we cannot let it be taught to our kids, period. What are we gonna do about this? 
I love what he, 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 he shares this. He, and this is from a doctor, and he's just given us some, actually some very good um, uh, instruction for, you know, for how to handle this just practically. He says, why don't you temper your fear with reason? Why don't you temper your panic with patience? Why don't you temper your uncertainty with education? Find out the truth. Answer those two questions. Right? What about the church? What's the, what's the church showing? Because this is, we don't look at the news and just find, see, all these people are just these, there's people that don't know Jesus, look at them all. No, nah, man, the church is, 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 is following suit. A lot, of, a lot of the church, man, you know this. I, I got scared. All right? I'm not going to kid. I'm not going to lie. All right? I'm at uh, that KISS concert a couple of weeks ago. I didn't want anybody to breathe on me. I was freaking out a little bit. I was tripping. And God overcame that, that fear by challenging my faith. I get it. But the question I like to ask is, is what are we the church? Now, let's just, take, let's just take full ownership here. What are we the church telling the world that, 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 that the world that's supposed to be able to identify us by our love, what are we telling them? What should we be telling them? What should they see? Should they see us in a, in, in a shopping center with just tons of toilet paper in our cart? Yes, they should. But not for the reasons they might think. Because we know some older people that are not going to be able to get out of their house pretty soon, right? And we're stocking up for them. We know some people with some compromised immune systems, right? And we're stocking up for them. Because we're connected, we're interconnected, and we're interdependent on one another, all right, to make a difference right here in this community. Amen? Amen. Yeah, they should definitely see us making moves that are crazy moves, man, because we're not scared. And because we're seeing beyond, beyond ourselves. See, the church is built to bring hope, amen? The church is created to care, Amen? You can't desire God's heart for yourself while denying his heart for others, amen? amen? You just can't do it. You see, God cares, right? We know God cares, and he wants you to care right along with him. That's how the world changes. That's how we change the world, amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Faith or fear, amen? What's it gonna be? Amen. You see, in the time of Christ, were there sick people? Oh, yeah. Were there, were, there, were there epidemics taking place? Yes, absolutely. Did Jesus run? Yeah, he did run. He ran to the mess, not from it. He ran to it and not from it. He ran to the sick. He ran to the diseased. He ran to the hurting. He ran to all the messes the cripples, the lepers, and those with seizures. This is what he did. And the church continued that work. The church continued that work. They just kept doing it. They kept following Jesus' you know, example. Through the book of Acts, we see it. And years later, we see it. I, I shared this with you a couple of years ago. Uh, in the year 252, all right, the town of Corinth, 
Well, we, we see these letters written in the scriptures to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, they were written to these people that lived in Corinth. It was a port city. It was a very happening town, a lot of stuff going on, all right? Years before this, Paul went through there with a couple of his companions, and they planted a church right in the middle of this crazy town. Well, years later, the church is still thriving, and in the year 252, all right, there was a plague that was taking place right there in their community. People were dying, and the plague was spreading, so much so that people became fearful, and they started to panic, and they started to kick people out of their own house that looked like they might be sick. If they looked sick, they kicked them out of the house. You had to go. It was your kid, all right, your husband. <laughs> Some of you are like, Wait. no, uh, your, 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 your wife, your, your, your dog, whatever. If they looked sick, they threw them out in the middle of the street to die, to protect themselves. You know where the church was? Out in the street. The year 252, the church went out in the street and they collected and they helped all these people out of the street and they took them to their homes and they took them to places that, you know, to where they could take care of them and just nurse them back to health. Some of the people died and guess what? So did some of the church. But they recognized that this life was never intended to be their own anyways. Amen. And they changed the world. They actually saved that town. They literally saved that town. What's changed? Our responsibility to the church has not changed. The Apostle Paul gives us some clear instruction right now for this time. There's clear instruction throughout, and I don't know how long we'll talk about it. You know, these next coming weeks, we'll just see. By the way, this is not part of our Go series. <laughs> well, it kind of is, I guess, huh? Yeah, it is. This, is. this is a Go. Go and get it done. <laughs> right? Praise the Lord. Don't be scared. <laughs> the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. He says, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy. He says, so if, he, this is a big if, all right, because we have to ask, ask ourselves, do we own the if right here? Do we, you know, or is this, is, this, is this if describe us, man? Because we would like to think these things. We would like to sing about these things. We would like to command and demand that others, you know, live out these things. But I want to ask you, man, is this your if, all right? If there is any encouragement in Christ, are you encouraged by Christ? Then are you encouraging others with Christ? If there's, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from the love of God through Christ, any participation in God's Holy Spirit, in God's, any participation in the work that he's doing in your life, any participation in the work he's doing around your life, any participation in the work he's doing in the world, any participation in the work that he's doing around the world, if there's any participation in the spirit, any affection, any sympathy, if you're encouraged by Christ to be like Christ, then we share not only the gospel, but a gospel-centered life. Amen? Amen? He says, if, then complete my joy 
by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. He says, have the same mind. Either you're all gonna think in fear or we're all gonna think in faith. And then he says, don't just think it, put it to action. That's where love comes in. Love is action. Love is not just a thought. Love is just not a good feeling. Love is just not an emotion that is expressed and that we allow every once in a while. Love is action, man. Love is movement, right? Love is, is understanding. Love is creating. Love is building. Love is digging in. Love is, love is digging people out. Love is going after people, lifting people up. Love moves, amen? To be of the same mind. Hallelujah. Same love. Being in one full accord. I mean, too many times, man, we, we agree with this phrase of personal Lord and Savior, but he wasn't meant just to remain a personal Lord. That person needs to be made public, amen? Praise the Lord. And that can only be done by when we care for the public. Say the public doesn't deserve it. Yeah, you didn't deserve Jesus to die for you either. Amen? And didn't like that one, huh? <laughs> he says, then do nothing out of, look at verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, oh my gosh, look at this. In humility, count my others more significant, more significant than yourselves. If we could just take that phrase, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. If we could just take that phrase, if, if, just, if we could just take that phrase and just put that phrase to work 24-7, every second of the day, just for two months, just for, just, just for two months, do you think anybody would notice? If we just took the phrase, in humility, humbleness, Count others more significant than ourselves. I think the world would notice. I think the world would notice, man. So many of those, those, those unseen habits that we, you know, nurture in our lives would disappear. All right? Some of those, you know, our movement in the daily grind would have new purpose. Instead of running to the front, We'll be okay with the back. Instead of, you know, taking, you know, uh, satisfaction and winning an argument or, or winning any, any kind of confrontation anywhere, all right, whether at home or in the marketplace or at work or at school or anywhere, instead of owning satisfaction, we would take a step back and just allow somebody to win. I think if we took that seriously, the world would change. And this is what God was after. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourself. He says, let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. He doesn't say, do not pay attention to yourself. Here goes my mustache and my nose hairs. They're doing that. It doesn't say don't pay attention to yourself and don't take care of yourself. 
Because I've always said, man, if I want to give somebody a cup of water, I should be paying my water bill, amen? So <laughs> there is personal responsibility that is important. But also look out for the interests of others. If I truly belong to, and if I truly worship Jesus, if I truly belong to Jesus, if I truly worship Jesus, if he truly is my king, if he truly is my Lord, if he truly is my savior, I will look at life and live life towards others the same way Jesus does. That's a big deal, man. What does that mean? It means I will touch the untouchable. I will love the unlovable. I will reach for the unreachable for the glory of Jesus Christ, amen. You know, most of us here, right, some of us might, but most of us here can't do much about figuring out a cure for this pathogen that is trying to consume so many lives. Some of you here, you're working the medical profession, and praise the Lord for you. Thank you, Jesus. But most of us here, we probably cannot do a lot about a cure for this pathogen, but we can do everything about what follows it. Faith or fear. What's it going to be? Right? Here's what I know, man. There are people all around you who want to believe what you believe, but they're watching to see if you really believe what you say you believe. There are people all around you. They want to believe this. They want to have this hope. They want to have this faith, but they're looking to see, man, do you really believe this? They're waiting to see. Your confession is not good enough, man. It's not good enough for them. They need to know. They need to see. They need to feel, all right? They need to experience that you truly do care more than just yourself, amen? So here's what I want you to do. This is it. Here's what I want you to do, all right? I want you to be prepared to be poured out. I want you to be prepared to be poured out. I want you to be ready to be poured out. We all know somebody who's gonna, who, who could potentially, depending on how this thing goes, could potentially need some help. Right? And we need to be ready to be poured out for them. What does that look like? Number one, take care of yourself, all right, so you can take care of others. Practice all that natural. It's just good hygiene. Come on, right? That's all they're talking about. I wonder, you know what I mean? Our, our parents used to tell us, man, brush your teeth, wash your hands, wash your face, right? Cover your mouth, right? When you're chewing and when you're coughing and all that stuff. It's just good hygiene, man. I probably, did anybody count how many times I touched my face during the sermon? Probably like 50, all right? But I washed my hands before I did it. And I am going to wash them again before I touch anybody else. I'm, I'm not touching anybody else, but I mean before I touch. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. And I have this. Open, you know, whatever. See, now, take care of your health. Take care of your health 
so that you could take care of others. And then I want you to start looking for people who need us to take care of them, who need us to help them. Right? You know some. Get ready to be available. Right? A lot of you are part of community groups. I wish every one of you were in a community group. So many of you are part of community groups. So many of you at least have friend groups, right? That you can gather and say, okay, you know what? Here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna be ready for whatever. The school, if they shut, that, if they shut the school down, they're gonna need help with assisted lunches, all right? We're gonna need to be taking lunches down to White River for the kids to come up here and go to school and they're on assisted lunch program. We need to take you know, lunches to people in our community just right across the street who are in the assisted lunch program. They depend on these lunches. And they're trying to figure out, well, we're going to need some, you know, we've already talked to the school and said, let us know how we can help. We'll take the ride across the street, White River, Sholo, wherever. I don't care. What do you got to be ready to be poured out? Amen. Come on, man. Get your friends ready. All right. 80% of you guys ain't going ain't to feel anything anyways. But we need to be able to take care of that 20% that will. Right? Take care of your health so you can take care of others. Start looking for those who are going to need our help. Get together with your groups and your friends and be prepared. All right? And you know the, this, this stuff, taking care of If you're sick, stay home. You're like, well, I got to go and do this. If you got to go and do this, call the church. Call us. I forget our number, 928-3-something. What is it? What's up? What? Three six two, eighty nine ten. I never call myself here, so <laughs> three six two eighty nine ten. I really need to get out of the house, man. I gotta go get my medication. Call us, man. We'll call one of you to go take care of the one of you. Amen. Right? Right. It's a good thing. Take care of your health so you can take care of others. Start looking for those who are gonna need help and be prepared to help them. All right. Gather your groups. Gather your friends. All right, let us know if you need help or let us know that you can help. Well, hopefully, well, we're, well, hopefully, we're definitely, we're going to be organizing just help teams. I've already talked to a couple of mine and they're ready to roll. And above all, are you ready for the main thing? Every one of you can do this, whether you're going to be shut in or not. Every one of you can do this. Are you ready? Pray. Pray. But pray like you believe. Pray like you have faith, all right? The, 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 I don't know what you think about our president. I'm not here to ask you or here to, to cast any type of, of, of anything, but, but you know, our, the, the president and the nation is asking for prayer of the nation, amen? This is what they're asking, that our nation would pray, all right? And so whatever, no matter what you think about the president, we're not gonna pray to the president. We're praying to the one who sits on the throne, Amen? We're going to talk to the one who sits on the throne, who oversees all of this. And so here's what I have estimated. Because almost half, or maybe sometimes it depends on who's taking the survey, half to over half of, of the country, all right, say that they believe in Jesus. And even more in some cases. I've heard up to two-thirds uh, two of the country say that they believe in Jesus in this country. I'm going to be conservative, if today has been called the National Day of Prayer, and if all of us are feeling the bite of what we're praying about, I'm going to imagine 
that at least one-third of the country will be praying today. That means that we could be praying with 100 million people today about the same thing, talking to the same God to get the right thing done. Amen. So why not join our brothers and sisters across the nation today and pray? All right. And here's how I want you to pray. I want you to pray like it all depends on God because it does. Right? I want you to pray like it all depends on God. Now, I'm going to freak you out with a statement, but I'll explain it here in a second. I want you to live like it depends on you. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Because live a life of prayer. It depends on our, God is waiting for our prayer. And if you live a life of prayer, all right, then we are going to pray. And we're going to pray like God is going to do something. Like we expect him to move. Like we know he can move. Like Jesus can not only take sin and get it in the headlock. He can take this coronavirus, poke it in the eye, smack it in the face, kick it in the teeth, all right, and be done with it. Amen. I believe that. And God said himself, are you with me? God said himself for 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name right, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah means praise the Lord. Father, we give you the praise. Lord God, we give you the glory. Lord God, we give you the honor. And Lord God, we are not scared, Lord God. Lord God, we, we, we're standing here in faith. We believe and we trust in the mighty name of Jesus. But right now, God, I want, and I pray, Lord God, that, that the church can agree with me. Forgive us of our sin. Forgive us, Lord God. We repent of our sin. We repent of our fear. I myself have been guilty. Repent of our fear. Lord God, we repent, Lord God, not only of our fear, but the way we have been looking at other people. We have been dehumanizing people groups and different peoples, and if people look like they're sick and stuff like that, forgive us for that, Lord. Jesus never did that. So forgive us for that, Lord. Forgive us for our sin, the sins in our mind, the sins that come out of our mouth, the sins that we let our, our hands experience. Forgive us of our sins. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that you will put a stop to this virus and that you would heal the land. We're your people. We're happy and blessed to be called by your name. And we declare in the name of Jesus Christ, our King, our Savior, our God, healing across the land in Jesus' name.